0: to random gaming toolkits entertainment talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew, joining me today. My co host is Roberts. How are you today?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Not not too bad. Yeah. It's been an interesting busy couple of weeks or week or whatever. You know, time just flies <laughs> these days. Uh mm-hmm. what have you been playing in the last week?
1: Well, I'm on the road again this week, so obviously Monday, Tuesday, and today I haven't gotten any real gaming in. Mm -hmm. I did manage to finish the story for Heartland, um, that uh, multi-stage wall that I was mentioning on the last podcast, the quote-unquote story part of it ends when you beat that final wall. You get a weird uh, little cutscene, and then the whole thing ends, and then if you want to finish up stuff that you didn't finish up in-game, it actually reverts you back to that last wall. It doesn't actually start the game past that, uh, so I don't know if there's going to be any like story story DLC past that, or if that's just it, and then they're just kind of done with it. Outside of whatever random updates they do past that, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of uh, Division Two. I was kind of off that horse for a while, but I'm back on it. I'm trying to do a specific thing, and then when I get that specific thing done, then I can talk about it more. But until then, it's just not a whole lot of time of games because I won't be home until mid afternoon Friday. And then I got a couple of things going on on the weekend, and then it's back to work. So life of an adult. What can I tell you?
0: Yep, yep. There you go. Uh, cool. So in terms of stuff I've played, I uh, won't speak about Gears of War Five, not because, of it, well, because uh, you know the the uh, the review is going to be out there. Uh, I've just edited it and put it together. Uh, so it's it's not on the website at the moment, but it should be. I'll try and put it in and around the same time. Uh, as this podcast goes up, so just yeah look for it in the the near future uh I've put it together together and everything uh, it was very, very fun to talk about very very fun game. I really, really enjoyed it uh probably my game of the year so far, and just Gears of War is still at its best, which is great uh five games in, so I uh, can't wait for Gears of War Six in about three to four years whenever that's gonna be um obviously because we've got Halo Infinite next year uh in terms of you know xbox's big staple franchises and things um yeah really enjoyed it really want gears of war 6 but obviously it's not um you know ready <laughs> at the moment because they're probably just starting to make it or whatever uh so we'll hear about that i guess in a couple of years but you know more than enough games to play between now and the next two or three years or, or whatever uh so yeah won't say anything else about gears of war because the review is going to be out there and i don't need to be repeating myself basically yeah fair enough i guess uh so moved on to uh Blair Witch which was, which was of course the other game that I got uh Game Pass for. Um started playing it, started pl- playing about how much did I play of it? About an hour and the the problems that I talked about I think last week uh in terms of um it just didn't feel right at the start when you kind of play it and the, the controls are a bit awkward and it does feel slightly budgety in in, in a way. Uh, just in terms of just different bits and pieces, uh, video games wise. But once you get used to the controls, I think the controls are kind of awkward, to be honest. Uh, there'll be certain points where, like, you're you're following the dog that you've got. You've got a dog with you called Bullet. And he's basically helping you to search, you know, the, the woods of Blair Witch and all that sort of thing. And you can give him different commands and whatnot. And, uh, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. But basically, let's say you're in the the nighttime part of the game, because there is daytime sections as well. Um... And you've got your torch out. If like someone calls you or tries to get you on the radio that you've got, it stops you from you can't run. So when like Bullet is like chasing the scent of a piece of evidence I've just found, he'll go off and run off, and I'll be like, "Cool, I'm like on, on the sort of the trail to following the dog." What's he gonna find next? Is it gonna be a tape or, not, or just an object or whatever? And then you get a call, and it kind of slows your character completely down, uh, and you can't move. Um, but so, so there's a little things like that and then in terms of like you know when you do get the call it slows your character down and then like you do press the button to bring up e- either the phone or the walkie talkie uh, radio thing that you've got and then to like answer it, it it like takes a couple of presses of the button you're supposed to press for some reason so there's just little things like that that are a bit off but I found it really really fun and then I got to the first two combat sections I hate the combat in this game uh I think that it's just too A bit too over the place. It's not focused at all. It's not supposed to be focused. You can kind of tell, but it's a bit too unfocused in terms of like your comfort in playing it. And I get it. It's a horror game. It's supposed to be a bit of a challenge. I'm supposed to be scared or freaked out by this thing that's in the woods, obviously. But it just kind of like I'm doing all this detective stuff. I'm following the dog, and I'm in like a good rhythm with the game. And then they just throw me this like this combat section that doesn't really fit in with the rest of the game. Essentially, what you've got to do. Is your screen will start going weird and blurry, or or whatever, and the dog will, well, the dog barks quite a bit in the game. Um, to to be honest, and uh, he'll start barking at certain things, and you'll see the dog like you know put his ears down and like kind of uh sit down or or whatever sort of thing, uh, like like a scared sort of dog position, and then you'll hear just this witch like whispering or making different noises, and you'll see like little red flashes in the bushes and things like that, and essentially what you've got to do is like Alan Wake style put your torch um, onto this creature thing, and then it goes away, um, but I, I just didn't feel like it worked at all, and it really kind of put me off the game, so what I'm going to do is, uh, I've already started doing it, which is uh, uh, York's, York's Cast Hannah from YouTube, she's part of the, the Cast team, of course her name is Hannah, uh, she played the game, and I'm going to just watch her play the rest of it. Um, it, it, it really did kind of bum me out when I got to, because I did the first comeback section, like the first, the completely first one that you do, and it was fairly easy, and then they just, I, I don't know, the second one felt worse, and then I thought, okay, this is only going to get tougher and more annoying to play, surely, because the enemies are going to get harder to fight against, um, so yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but I'm still in, interested enough to where I want to see how it ends, and of course you've got the whole Blair Witch stuff going on, so that's very very good, uh, but yeah just really disappointed with the combat So um, that, that's a shame because when I kinda heard like oh this game's got combat I was like how's that gonna work in this um, but uh, unfortunately at least from my perspective it didn't work very well so that's that, uh, so yeah I'm gonna watch Hannah play the rest of it and then I'm going to basically move on to uh, Greedfall and Link's Awakening is the two boomerang rental games I've got at the moment, haven't had a chance to touch any of them, I've installed both of them uh, so we'll see how, how those go. Um, have you got either of those games? Because I only talked about Greenfall last
1: week, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence of on getting Greenfall. I mean, I kind of want it, but mm-hmm. I also know that uh, um, Outer Worlds is coming out in
0: a couple of weeks, yeah. and
1: I know that it's that's going to take up a lot of my time, at least for a while. So Right,
0: and it's a big game, so, yeah.
1: And I don't I have a Switch, so... Plus, I played uh, Link's Awakening you know, 20 years ago, so.
0: Right, right. Uh, how long is the... I know, I know they might have added stuff or changed stuff, but do you remember how long *Thinks Awakening was?
1: I don't know, because, I mean, speedruns were kind of a thing back then, but without any real way to view what other people had done mm-hmm. with speedruns, they weren't really prevalent. Okay. So there was no real... Uh, I mean, I hate saying no internet, because the internet actually goes back to the 60s, but there was no what we would consider modern internet. I mean, GameFAQs was not even a thing yet. So, okay. Do you, um, do you remember how long it took you to
0: finish the game, roughly? No, nah,
1: because I it got it when. Um, when I was in college or university as you guys say we have a break around March um, spring break you probably Mm -hmm. hear it a lot but I didn't do any of the wild and crazy stuff (laughs) I just went to Florida with my parents and you know got the warm weather for a week Mm -hmm. and I had my game boy and I basically just played it there so I guess technically I beat it in a week but you know when you're a college student taking a break from school and you don't really have anything to do you can sink seven eight hours a day into the game so couldn't really tell you how long it actually took took me to beat it but it's a fun game i'm really curious to see what you think of it cool. with the generational gap
0: i want to try and play at least an hour of each of those games by next week uh i mean i've only got the you know hannah videos to watch of blair witch and then i'm going to move on to greedful and uh and uh link's awakening so yeah i should have some impressions next week but yeah of course, yeah
1: plus i'm time. i'm kind of secretly hoping that the studio gets bought out by microsoft and that game goes on game pass before i actually buy it so
0: hmm. what well, um Gre greedful mm-hmm okay cool um yeah so we'll we'll see what i think of those uh next week there's no football this weekend so that will give me more time uh because yeah that's uh, i also need a break from football period because we're playing terribly but you'll hear more about that in a bit so yeah
1: uh oh yeah football american football is going on in full swing here and um the way that it kind of works is that usually there's like out of the 32 teams there's about eight teams that Can uh, that make the playoff? So there's about 12 teams that actually play for the playoffs. Usually, there's all but like three or four teams that play just to you know some appease their fan base and not lose money. And then there's usually like one or two teams that do like horribly bad and then they intentionally just tank for the season to try to get the number one pick in the draft next year. Hmm. Well, right now, there's four teams that are winless and two of them are playing this weekend. The, the okay. local tickets are literally cheaper than going to the zoo. <laughs> like, the, the local tickets are $16, and going to the zoo is, tw- zoo is 20 Oh, wow. Okay. So that's how bad both of those yeah. teams are, is n- they can't sell tickets for anything.
0: <laughs> Interesting. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, that's all the stuff we've been playing. Speaking of Man United stuff, uh, let's move into some housekeeping. So we'll see for that in a second. Today's sponsor is Kualoo. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualoo to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualoo. Hey everybody, if you'd like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, Alright recently on entertainment talk Like I said the Gears of War 5 review Is going to be out at some point soon I've edited the episode like I said Uh, You'll just have to wait for me to uh, upload it To the internet and all that good stuff. Speaking of things that have been done, of course, uh, The Walking Dead came back this week for Season 10, Episode 1, uh, and me and David covered that episode today. So if you've seen the episode, obviously listen to it. Obviously, if you haven't, then don't listen to it. Uh, we also did a Season 10 preview. So if you haven't seen the episode but still want to know what we think of Season 10 or what might happen, the preview podcast is still out there. Uh, the, both po- both of those podcasts are doing really, really well, and I thank everybody very much for uh, listening to those. So, uh, yeah, thank you all very much for doing that. And hopefully you continue to follow us for the season. Um yeah, for season ten of Walking Dead. Uh the good place I cut out a little part of the like like a little segment piece from uh last week's season four episode two review. Uh I talked specifically about Jason for a bit and how similar he is to uh Phoebe from Friends and talked a bit about a uh you know, if they if they ever did a crossover or something like that, which will probably never happen, but uh just a little uh a little fun thing I kinda talked about there with those two characters, uh and that sort of thing. So you can go listen to that. Uh, In the Tall Grass is a film that's on Netflix. Uh, It's uh, based on a book uh, by Stephen King, so not a small name. If you want to see the film, it's on Netflix. It's only about an hour and 40 minutes, Uh, so I did a a spoiler-free and spoiler-split review of that, so you can go and check that out if you're curious as well. Speaking of Manchester United, we lost 1-0 away to Newcastle, which is awful. Uh, That was last weekend's game and you can hear my uh, very disappointed thoughts on that. Uh, The next Manchester United match is the 20th of October against Liverpool and we'll see how that goes in uh, ne- that's next weekend so uh, and I won't be fo- I won't be covering the England games so don't expect anything from that uh, let's play Sunday's uh medieval the uh, ps4 demo is out at the moment uh, you can of course go and download it for free and speaking of outer world outer world uh, which robert just mentioned medieval is going to be out on the same day cuz you know why not uh, and same day as call of duty as well so you yeah, know why not Uh, That's going to be out on the 25th of October, but if you want to see me play the game, of course that's Let's Play Sunday's episode. Uh, And if you want to play it yourself, it's on the PlayStation Store to download for free. So there's that. Uh, The Good Play Season 4 Episode 2, I covered that. Uh, American Horror Story Season 9 Episode 3, I covered that. There's going to be another episode tomorrow for Season 9 Episode 4, so you can keep up with the coverage of that. Uh, Last week on this Gaming Talk podcast, uh, we of course talked about Sean Layden leaving Sony last playstation as well fifa 20's broken career mode and uh the last of us 2 some other details came out for that as well and that's what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move into some news do you want to talk about today?
1: Uh, Well, first up, uh, Doom Eternal got delayed till uh, March of 2020. Mm. An announcement came out on the official uh, Doom Twitter handle. Although the development of Doom Eternal, uh, throughout the development of Doom Eternal, our goal has been to deliver a game that exceeds your greatest expectations across the board. To make sure we're delivering the best experience for Doom Eternal to live up to our standards of speed and polish, we have made the decision to extend our launch date by a few months to March 20th, 2020. We know many fans will be disappointed by this delay, but we are confident that Doom Eternal will deliver a gaming experience that is worth the wait. But along with the delay, the studio announced a few other uh, updates to the project itself. The Invasion multiplayer mode, which lets you jump into another player's game as a demon, will be coming as a free update shortly after launch. Uh, The Nintendo Switch version will be coming after the other platforms, with a separate date to be announced. Uh, Finally, the Doom 64 re-release, which was previously only announced for the Switch, will now be coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, That will also hit on March 20th, because it's being added as a pre-order bonus for Doom Eternal
0: cool um, i don't know
1: if you had any thoughts on that
0: uh i mean it just goes along with the bethesda conversation we had recently about you know Fallout 76 and all, all the obviously the drama there and the just weird nature of what uh wolfenstein what was the new one called young Youngblood? Yeah, Youngblood. Yeah, uh, young blood yeah n- young blood yeah new uh order was the the previous one the one that i actually played <clears throat> um Mm-hmm. yeah it just goes along with like okay what's going on with the Bethesda and sure like good games have been delayed before and come out well and all that sort of thing uh I mean Red Dead Redemption 2 is a, a good example off, off the top of my head uh was delayed a few times um do, do you think there's going to be because you know the last two releases Fallout 76 and Wolfenstein Young Blood, have had problems I heard that uh the do the, the Wolfenstein VR game was like kind of boring not like had problems but it was just kind of boring I didn't play that um, do you think there might be problems with Doom Eternal when it comes out? J- just in terms of
1: Uh it's hard telling. I mean, they're giving themselves a long time to, uh, um, you know, get these things patched down. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I mean, Doom Eternal is not a game I think I'm gonna play. I didn't play the 2016 reboot or whatever it's being called these days. Uh, pretty much a reboot. Uh, did you play it at all?
1: No, I was never really a first-person shooter guy. That was, um, I mean, Doom was my era I mean, back when PC games were pretty much, I mean, there was some home console games, but uh, that's really about it for PC games. And it was actually, Doom was the game before they even came up with the term first-person shooter. Every first-person shooter was just called a Doom clone.
0: Hmm.
1: So that yeah. that tells you how long that's been a franchise.
0: Yeah. So, I mean... uh,
1: But no, I never really got around to playing them
0: cool uh same so in terms of you know doom fans that are out there let us know if you're disappointed with this like i said it could lead to a, to a better game of course um but yeah just just weird in terms of ea and bethesda at the moment the two companies that are doing weird things uh because if you, if you look at like i guess companies that are making mistakes at the moment you can't really look at konami because they're not really doing anything uh like they're mm-hmm. not they're not releasing things with problems therefore that it's not in the same kind of category uh, which is, which is kind of strange, so do, Konami's in a very weird place with, with the industry at the moment, but uh, Yeah, of course if you're gonna be playing Doom Eternal, let us know what you think um, And yeah, it will get, things will be taken from there. be interesting that there won't be of course another E3 uh, For Doom Eternal, but we saw a bunch of it uh, this year's E3, so there's, there's that uh, Cool, what else do you want to talk about today?
1: Well, you mentioned leaving, and that just triggered something that I forgot I wanted to bring up on the podcast. Uh, Mikey Barra, uh, Twitter's Xbox Mm. Quick, has announced that he is actually leaving Microsoft. Uh, He posted this four hours ago on his uh, Twitter. After 20 years at Microsoft, it's time for my next uh, big adventure. It's been a great ride at Xbox, and the future is bright. Thanks to everyone at Team Xbox. I'm incredibly proud of, uh, proud of what we've accomplished, and I wish you the best. More soon on what's next for me. Uh, super excited. More importantly, I want to thank all of you fellow gamers and all our great fans for all the support. Keep gaming, and I hope to see you online, too. This is a big shakeup, because um, mm. for the longest time on the official Xbox podcast, it was really kind of uh, three people. It was uh, Larry Earp, uh, uh, Mikey Barra, and then... Uh, um, Laura, uh, Laura left a couple of years ago to go work for Apple, uh, but she still, you know, pops in every now and then when she's in Seattle. But now Mike's gone, and so that really kind of leaves an interesting hole in their uh, their personality platform. So,
0: hmm. yeah, um, I mean, they still got like you know enough names uh, in terms of in terms of, oh, like, yeah. uh, in terms of like who who do you look at for Microsoft? Because obviously, you still got Phil there. Uh, I don't really expect mm-hmm. Phil Spencer to fill the gap on on the podcast. Obviously, he's running. Uh, you know, he's head of yeah, Xbox. Yeah, he's way too so, busy. Right, yeah, he's head of Xbox, so he's uh, too busy buying uh, companies, you know, for the, for the good of reasons, so. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens with things there, um, and from from the statement you just read, seems like there's no bad blood, which is always a good sign. Uh, I mean, and it, you know, usually mm-hmm. with comments like that, you're not going to see like, hey, I hate Microsoft, They decided to leave because they paid me less, or, you know, you're not going to get that really in a public statement, but, yeah, um... Yeah, seems like he's leaving on good terms. Good luck to him, whatever he does in the future. Of course, we'll probably know when he does something new. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much that. So um, what, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always good when somebody leaves on their own terms. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 20 years at a job, that's a really long time. I got to imagine that, especially for someone as high up as him, Like, his travel schedule's got to be nuts. I mean, I'm Mm. just a field technician for the company that I work for, but my travel schedule's absolutely Mm -hmm. insane. Mm. I don't have to leave the country every other month, so i got to imagine there's a lot of things that, you know, he's just kind of looking to get past and looking to not do anymore and kind of go his own way. And then, you know, sometimes that means you got to leave where you're at. So
0: Yeah, cool. We'll see where he he ends up. So uh, what do you want to talk about next?
1: uh well we have an official arrest um police say that sean saputis i think that's how you say his name uh 32 allegedly broke into val headquarters quote four or five times and stole more than forty thousand dollars in game and equipment Uh, charges against him were filed last month but the break-in dates uh date all the way back to june of 2018 Uh, Local news radio station, K-I-R-O-7, which is, I'm guessing, the local radio station there, Mm -hmm. uh, said that Saputis was allegedly the same man who led police on a high-speed chase in a FedEx truck in July of 2018. And Saputis already has six warrants out for his arrest prior to his court summons for the valve burglary. Uh, The funny thing about this story is that Sputus was caught because he was spotted on a GameStop surveillance camera selling stolen merchandise back to the store. What? <laughs> yeah, he stole a bunch of stuff allegedly from Valve and then tried to sell it back to GameStop. <laughs> <sighs> I I'm sorry, but that's yeah. that's funny. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, the jokes them right themselves, I mean, GameStop valued it for $3.50, because I don't think they have GameStops in the UK, I guess the clo- closest equivalent might be like an EB World or something.
0: We've got but they're a no- game which is, from what I've noticed, run very, very similar, which is somehow still open in this country, so I don't know how. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: And they, uh, they're, at least over here in the States, they're notorious for giving you like, Ten cents on the dollar for any yeah, game,
0: yeah, game used to'cause i w- when I was in like college and stuff like that, and I used to get games, obviously uh mm-hmm. they they used to give you like very, very little, so I think I remember once I tried to give them like twenty PlayStation games, and they offered me like twelve pounds, and I was like no i'll just I'll just keep these, so yeah,
1: yeah, for people that listen to the sacred symbol symbols podcast, you can listen to Colin Moriarty,
0: mm-hmm.
1: real just eviscerate uh, a GameStop for their practices on you know what they value a game versus a trade-in and honestly it's just it's one of those things that they're only still open because people don't want to go through the bother of selling it on like on a, a let go or Facebook marketplace or eBay or anything like that mm-hmm. they, just, they just don't want to have it or in the case of like it's you know your kids have moved out and they just left all their games and they don't want them and so the parent's just like what the hell am I supposed to do with it <laughs> Yeah, but still, the fact that he would steal some steal games from Valve to sell them back to GameStop—that's that's funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people uh, are like that in this world, so that's that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. You've got a uh, another silly person on the earth. So mm. oh. yeah. All right, cool. What else do you wanna talk about?
1: Well, a couple of weeks ago, we had a. a quite the laugh at uh, there being a KFC dating simulator. Mm -hmm. Well, not to be outdone, Wendy's has released a pen and paper RPG tabletop game where you have to fight Ronald McDonald. And uh, as with the dating simulator, I am not making this up. Uh, Wendy's uh, menu and uh, digs at other competitors are actually in the uh, 97-page With their equivalent to rule set and monsters manual. I want to try to do this in like your typical voiceover guy uh, voice. Uh, This is their tagline for it. Hang on one second. I'm going to get into the the movie guy voice. Get my voice really deep. In a world threatened by frozen food. Heroes will rise to defend the freshness and also, I'm not making that up either. And so if you actually are curious about this, you can actually go to FeastOfLegends.com and get the basic rules uh, for free as a digital download. So yeah, Wendy's is getting into the gaming uh, sphere
0: through uh, RPGs. Do do either of these companies need video games? Like, they make, you know, lots of people visit, I assume, Wendy's and, and KFC and and places like that. I mean, I know like there's food competition and, and stuff like that. But th- do they really need video games, or was it just hey, we'll just do this thing?
1: Well, you know, major like fast food companies or major just food companies in general, and video games are not that uncommon. If you remember in the 360 area, uh, Burger King had a series of the uh, video games that you could only get in store. Uh, Doritos actually sponsored a couple of Wipeout-style games that were free downloads on the Xbox Arcade back in the 360 heyday. Um, as for Wendy's, most people just follow Wendy's Twitter's account because whoever runs that is an absolute savage beast and will eviscerate anybody that tries to talk smack <laughs> to it. them.
0: I've seen a few things of like that before, yeah.
1: Person. Yeah, I think my uh, favorite one is uh, somebody tweets at Wendy's and says, "I'm at Sonic. What should I get?" And uh, Wendy's replies back, uh, "Get tails to fly your bitch ass over to Wendy's." <laughs>
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: the, yeah. Whoever's in charge of that, I would love to interver- interview that person. Whoever's in charge with it, just because they are very quick witted and they are savage when it comes to burning people. I mean, they just tear them down, and I, that's just a, that's something that. I, would love to interview at some point, so yeah
0: cool uh, all right, what else have you got to talk about?
1: Uh, well, we get kind of a serious situation with Blizzard um, Activision Blizzard on Tuesday kicked a video game player out of a professional eSports tournament. After he supported, uh, he voiced support for the Hong Kong pro democracy protest, uh, becoming becoming the latest U.S. business moving to head off potential conflict with the Chinese government. Uh, for those people in the UK or anybody that doesn't really follow American sports, this has been a growing thing uh, with NBA basketball. To where, um, and I don't know a whole lot with the Hong Kong protests. I mean, I know like the basic basics, so I'm not going to delve deep into that rabbit hole. I just know enough to know that I'm not going to really state an opinion on that. Um, but in basketball, some people have been holding up signs, you know, in support of the protest, and those people have been escorted and banned from NBA games. Uh, but this is a video games. So in Santa Monica, the California case, uh, California-based company said it's suspended, suspended. Ng Wai Chung, and I know I'm mispronouncing that, so I do apologize. Uh, known on Gamertag as Blitz Chung from the Hearthstone Grandmaster card game for a year after he shouted Liberate Hong Kong, uh, Revolution of Our Times on Sunday during a post game interview with two Taiwanese online video game show hosts. Uh, the pair uh, ducked under the desk during Chung's comment, apparently not wanting to be associated with the slogan. Um, but, uh, after that Chung, uh, was forced to surrender the $10,000 in prize money he won for that specific tournament. And then there was another thing here. Uh, where was it? Yeah. He was also had his, uh, win scrubbed from the official records book. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a reaction because we've talked about this a couple times with companies like 10 cent, you know, major companies, uh, have massive interest in uh all the markets like for in the US uh, a lot of the uh, NBA companies have sponsorships with basketball with uh, sneaker makers like you know Nike and Adidas and whatever and they are heavily involved in uh um you know the American market and they're also a lot of the manufacturing goes off on in China so a lot of that uh, happens and there's been other stories too but none of them are really gaming related so mm-hmm. I just didn't know. It's just one of those things that it, it, I can understand not wanting to be in the middle of drama, but to make him forfeit his winnings and tournament he already won and then scrub his name from the record broke. Honestly, I just think that's a bad PR move because I've already seen a lot of people like canceling their, uh, their Blizzard subscriptions and just saying, you know what? And putting in the reason why are you pro- um, canceling because of what you did to so-and-so. And I've seen that, like several, several people, including a couple of people that actually worked on World of Warcraft, are doing that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, in terms of this specific, uh, this specific situation, uh, I don't have too much particularly to say. Uh, but like, just in terms of like i mean we we live in a very particular like political political climate at the moment and of course things are different here in the uk and, and and in the us of course over here we're apparently preparing for brexit or whatever and that's a whole different conversation um but in terms of just the general everyday politics that like goes uh applies to kind of both countries i suppose things are getting a little i i, I don't know some some days things seem calmer than others but some of the days things are just really out there um so I, I i mean i don't know it's 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 something i try not to involve myself with too much and all that sort of thing but it's um yeah i mean we know that like some people are very sensitive and all that sort of thing but it's just sometimes sometimes politics can just get too much at certain points so I, I oh absolutely yeah so that's that's all i really have to say on any of that sort of thing. I mean, I'll see people say, like, different bits and pieces about things on Facebook and just... You know when someone says something that just makes you just, like, really confused or blows your mind or just that sort of thing? Uh, I, I'm kind of seeing that on a on a near... Not on a daily basis, but on a near-daily basis. And, um, yeah, it, it's been particularly, I think, particularly worse this year. I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we've still got the... Then we have the election next year and then we got the yep. apparently, apparently Brexit happening this year if it does or or whatever um, so obviously there's going to be more of it to come i mean there'll there'll always be more of it to come because there's always things happening in the world so um, that's just that so but yep uh, yeah that's all i really have to say so
1: yeah like like i've repeatedly said before 90% of politics is just noise made by idiots but mm. i just it's it's a pr move that has no upside to it i mean you either take the hit for him making a fairly banal political statement or you take the hit of everybody that's upset with the fact that you scrubbed his win from the record book and made him turn in his prize money to however much you lose per month for the lack of loss of subscription so it's just a lose-lose situation in all points
0: hmm the last thing I was going to say and I'm not going to repeat it here cuz I already kind of tweeted about it. I saw some stuff about I'm planning to see the Joker tomorrow uh finally cuz I've had some uh, just just some personal trouble and stuff this week with certain things uh but planning to go and see it tomorrow um and there was there was some discussion I saw about it either either yesterday or on or on Monday. I think it was on Tuesday. And I sent like a couple of tweets and stuff and a couple of people got on my side and was like okay that yeah why aren't more people kind of saying these things and I obviously I won't repeat them here, but if you want to go and see obviously well all of the tweets that we that we make, uh Twitter e UK. So uh, that's the last I wanna say on that. So uh let's move on. What do you want to talk about next? That's all I had. Cool. Uh so we got some other obviously big pieces of news and Playstation five is in the title. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh got a couple of Marvel things to talk about uh this week. Of course the good old world of, of Marvel uh miss marvel is being added to the avengers square enix game apparently there's some gameplay out there but i only found that out today and i haven't had a chance to see it. i've only seen the like the minute and a half or whatever it was trailer of her talking to hulk and iron man i think it was or you know bruce banner and uh tony mm-hmm. stark and i think it was someone else but i meant it was mainly those two uh yeah obviously she's got her own uh disney plus series coming out which is going to be you know a different version of the character because that's going to be the mcu version which is going to be at, at some point in the future they haven't cast that version yet or anything um yeah what do you think of this character being added to the uh the avengers square enix game
1: uh i mean it's a, it's really not really much of a thing i mean she's kind of like a b-level character anyway um, mm-hmm. as for the mcu That's going to be a really hard sell, just because her whole point of being named Miss Marvel is that Carol Danvers was very well known on Earth, and she takes the name Miss Marvel in honor of Carol. But nobody knows Carol on Earth. I mean, even though they established her back in the 90s, um, they don't really even call her. I don't Do they even call her Miss Marvel in the movies. I'm trying to remember. I don't even think they do. I'm not sure. Or Captain Marvel, no. rather. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the the movie title is that. But mm-hmm. I don't think she ever develops that moniker, um, which was based off of the uh, primary character, Marvel, um, mm-hmm. Which, obviously, that, that's a named character in the Captain Marvel movie. Um, so you can kind of see how she might get there, but that's something that I mentioned um, a long time back when Civil War came out. Uh, because the original premise of Civil War was the the uh, superheroes giving up their secret identity. Well, in the MCU, nobody really has a secret identity. Everybody <laughs> yeah. knows who everybody is. So that became a moot point. Yeah. Um, but getting off that tangent, I mean, if people are fans of the character, then cool. You get to play this character in a video game. I think maybe for the first time. Uh, I, I think that's right enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not familiar enough with the character to really have an opinion either way past that. But like I've always said before, if you like it, enjoy it. And if you don't like it, then don't hate on people for liking it. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there was a, um, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was just called Spider-Man. There was a Mar- uh, Miles Morales comic I read uh, last year or, or something like that. And there's a part where she comes into the comic book uh, and her backstory is explained like slightly. So I know a, a fair bit about her, but... Um, uh i i dropped off of the comic book for for some reason um but yeah she was introduced at some it was either on that book or another book that i read i can't quite remember um but she was introduced at some point and that was uh, pretty cool so yeah i'm interested to see obviously both versions of the character in the uh the the MCU the Disney plus tv series and uh, in this game so obviously this game will be coming out first so We'll see what that's mm-hmm. like. Uh, other Marvel video game stuff, uh, Iron Man VR, which was announced, was that in the first state of play? Well, that's, I think that was the first state of play. The, the very... It
1: might have been the first one. Uh, yeah. the, the last one we had, we definitely got more of it, but I think that was announced a couple state of plays ago.
0: Yeah, because they've had three, haven't they? Uh, so far because three first or four. Two, I first can't remember. Were, the first two were fairly close together, and then it was a couple of months, and then we had the uh, the one that had the Last of Us in that we recently covered. Uh, anyway, mm. Iron Man VR was gonna come out in 2019. It's now gonna be coming out. I think that I didn't write this down, but I think I read that it was March 2020. It's at least 2020 that they've said. Uh, but I think I remember them saying it was March 2020. Obviously, I am I am a uh, PlayStation VR owner. I've not played any VR games for a bit. Just they, I haven't had them in front of me, I suppose, I've been playing other stuff uh, like, it's not, it's got nothing to do with the disinterest in them um, it's just, I've not played them specifically at the moment uh, but yeah, interested to see how this is going to play out of course, this will be uh, very much played, I, I'm guessing this game will probably require the move controllers just because of the two hand Iron Man thing you're probably going to do obviously there won't be any interaction with like his feet and, uh, and whatever because uh, obviously mm. he has the four parts basically he can use them, not he um but obviously with like the blasters and the the way that you can fly and stuff i think with um the move controllers you basically control him that way like obviously you press probably probably a certain button for the thrusters and certain buttons for shooting obviously there's plenty of buttons on the move controllers uh so we'll see how that plays out uh yeah i'm excited for the game um it'll be interesting to see how it turns out i wanted to, i do want to see obviously some gameplay um, hoping that we'll see that sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, what's your thoughts on Iron Man VR? Uh,
1: well, they did show some gameplay. I, um, like people know, I don't own a VR, but if I did, this would definitely be on my list of games to play. Mm. Um, I've always said that if the, they just made it like lighter and less c- cables friggin' everywhere. Um, because that's really been my one complaint is you know the cabling because every VR setup I've seen. Either you know it's a heavy, bulky wireless, and the latency is horrible, or there's just nine million cables just begging for you to trip over
0: <laughs> yeah, um yeah, I mean with my cables and stuff i've got i've it's the the one cable obviously that I've got kind of next to me because uh, I do actually stand up now when I'm playing v r which is sometimes a good idea, sometimes a bad idea, but just in terms of space and how my room is kind of is that's how that's how I could get the most space out of it, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see how that works out with that. Because um, sometimes it, sometimes I do struggle with space a bit and I have to slightly move things or move where I am and stuff like that. And um, I remember when I was playing... What game did I play most recently in the VR where I had to turn around? Oh, that um, Apex Construct. There were certain points where you you, you were turning around at different points and then the navigation system of that game was really, really good. But at some point, for some reason, I guess this is kind of my own fault... I would turn my own body slightly. And then as I was turning around slowly and slowly and slowly. I ended up being in the wrong position. So I'll try not to do that I guess in the future. Uh, but uh, yeah. It's just where I was slightly turning left and right. To to look at different things. I guess I was turning. I was moving my feet for some reason. But uh, hopefully with this game that will be kind of not an issue or whatever. But uh, yeah. We'll see how it plays out. Um, and that's all we can kind of say on it at the moment. So. Uh, let's get to the big news, the big reason everybody's kind of uh here, I suppose. I mean you're here to talk about here us talk about video games, but this is the big thing obviously. Uh on was this yesterday, the Playstation tweet? I think it was
1: yesterday or the day before. It was relatively yeah. soon.
0: Just out of nowhere Playstation was like, Hey, Playstation five holiday twenty twenty and I remember you know when you can retweet with a comment, I was like, Oh, just like that. Um because I mean like the the day itself had no significance other than the fact that Concrete Genie uh came out as well um they just tweeted like hey yeah it's coming out holiday 2020 there was this whole wide article which I'm going to read uh, a bunch of stuff from um yeah well why do you think that they did it yesterday like there was no uh, no event or or anything like that so what do you think
1: I got nothing yeah, yeah. I mean you you were talking about that before we started recording And that was making me think a little bit, like, was there any significance that I'm just missing? And I'm like, no, it's just completely random. Just, like, completely out there random.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what everybody else has said, is like, oh, okay, this is just here. Now, (laughs) this this tweet is just out there. Uh, So, yeah, PlayStation 5, obviously it's going to be called that. Uh, So, here's some details on the thing. Obviously, holiday 2020, so I kind of now expect Scarlet and PlayStation 5 to be, what, November 2020? roughly that's around mm-hmm. holiday period so expect them then so this is from wide of course they seem to be ha- they seem to have some sort of deal with PlayStation because they did the uh, previous stuff as well so there's that uh ever since the original PlayStation hit the market in 1994 the year I was born uh Sony's series of video game consoles has stuck to the numbers no super no max no code red name ex- red extreme uh, just PlayStations 2, 3 and 4 with uh, such uh, unwavering consistency, the name of the next iteration has been a question only uh, in the most uh, technical sense, but Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan is still ready to answer it. Uh, the console, he tells me, will be called PlayStation 5, as if there was you know any doubt. Uh, it's nice to be able to say it, he says, like a giant burden has been lifted from my shoulders. I don't quite buy that, really just like okay everybody kind of knew it was going to be called that i guess uh there would have been no reason for them to change the name but anyway that's just what he said so uh so there you go playstation 5 holiday 2020 sony hasn't said too much about the console since april when wired again uh, broke the story about development efforts on what was known as the next, uh, only known as the next generation console. Uh, in fact, the company hasn't said anything. Uh, Sony skipped Game Show E3 this year, uh, a void during which Microsoft unveiled details about its own next-gen console, a successor to the Xbox One, referred to only as Project Scarlet. Uh, like the PS5, Scarlet will boast, I think that says, uh, a CPU based on AMD's. Uh, ryzen line and cpu based on its navi family uh like the ps5 it will ditch the spinning hard disk uh for a solid state drive uh now though in a conference at sony's uh us headquarters ryan and system architect mike cerny are eager to share specifics let me scroll down a bit here uh before they do sony cerny sorry what not sony before they do, Cerny wants to clarify something when we last discussed the forthcoming console. He spoke about its uh, ability to to support ray tracing, uh, a technique that can, a- can enable complex lighting and sound effects in 3D environments. You do see a little bit of that in um, Control, which I recently played, so that was interesting as well, considering that's not on a PS5, it's on a PS4, PC, or Xbox One. Uh, so we got that uh, given the many question uh, many questions he's received since he fears he may have been Ambiguous about how the ps5 would accomplish this and confirms it's not a it's not a software level fix which had uh, Which some had feared there is a ray tracing acceleration in the GPU hardware he says which is uh, Which I believed is the statement that people were looking for a belief born out of um, yeah, it's so something about Twitter here, yeah. so that's just that. Uh with that in hand, back to the PS5's uh solid state drive which which Cerny first uh extolled. Extolled, yeah. Extold, uh for the way it can turn loading time for a hassle to a blink. Uh, from a hassle to a blink, sorry. Uh, it's not just the speed that makes the SSD formidable, he says, but the efficiency it offers. Think about the hard drive, uh, game hard drive in a game console spinning like a three thousand four hundred RPM vinyl record. Uh, for the console to read a piece of information off the disc drive, it has to first send out uh, the disc like a turntable needle to find it. Uh, each seek. Uh, as it's known, um, I don't know if I need to read all this, so there's a lot of, like, bits and pieces in there. Um, I did see some details about the controller, which I want to, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff, I don't know why I kind of copied all this, but... Yeah, there were some bits and pieces about, um, the controller as well, and how it will basically have, um... Like the certain, uh, like the the R two and the L two will like respond to like if you're pulling a bow and arrow, or if you if you're shooting a shotgun or a machine gun, it will feel different. And there's all these like rumble features as to, um, like if you're driving on the grass instead of you know gravel or whatever, that it will feel different in the controller. Um, what what do you make of what Sony's kind of said so far? I'll try and find some other bits and pieces in there because there's a lot of like talk, I suppose.
1: Yeah, basically, what they're talk- talking about is the haptics. Yeah, haptics. In the controller feedback. itself. And basically, what it is is I don't know if you've ever taken apart a 360 or a PS4 controller. It basically just has little spinning motors that have offset weights in them. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. So that um, whenever there's any kind of a rumble or haptic feedback, the motors just shake randomly or in conjunction with the actual input uh, from the game itself. So basically what they're saying is is that it's just going to have more advanced features in the, the motion shaking so that whenever a specific thing happens in a game, it feels different than any other thing happening in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you like that idea?
1: I like the theory of it. It's one of the things that you kind of got to see in practice. So
0: Yeah, because yeah. I remember when, I this is a bit of a different thing to compare it to, I remember when the Xbox One was being released and they had the whole rumble trigger things and it was supposed Mm -hmm. to specifically be to do with when you were driving in Forza and like if you you were going too hard on the left or the right side of your car it would like vibrate appropriately to like give you feedback for that. Um, They do that a little bit as well for some reason in uh, Blair Witch which you know you really don't need that kind of feedback in that sort of game. Um, but basically whenever the, whenever someone would call you or the, uh, the radio thing would go off, the controller would vibrate on the left or the right side for, for some reason, that's not really a game that kind of needs that sort of thing. Um, yeah, there was also something about, um, you know, the, have you, have you ever used the microphone on the, uh, the PS4, like the, the microphone to control the PlayStation 4?
1: No, not really.
0: Yeah. Uh. Um, basically whenever you, I don't know if, how many of the, how much of the audience knows this or whatever, you can either, so whenever you, you're using a microphone with your PS4, so either if it's with the VR headset or if it's with a pair of headphones that have obviously a microphone in it, or if it's for the, uh, PlayStation camera that has a microphone in it, um, you'll be able to say like PlayStation and then like God of War and then it will go over the God of War and then it, you can say start. Uh, things like that, where you'll be able to to, to navigate to certain menus. Um, they kind of said that the DualShock Five controller will have a a, a speaker, uh, sorry, a microphone in that type of way, and you'll be able to do it basically a bit more. I guess a bit more hands free is is kind of the idea. Like if you if you've just like pressed the you know how you pre- press the PlayStation button and it just kind of beeps and turns on. Like if you've got the thing just in your hand still, the the controller in your hand still. Um, you'll be able to kind of use that to, to control certain things. I, um, what's the other thing? The, the Google?
1: The, yeah, just Google. Yeah, home. Google thing.
0: Um, like, I don't have one of them around the house or whatever. Um, they're actually kind of a little bit expensive. But, um, like, any of those sorts of things? What, what, what do you think of, like, voice control stuff, I guess?
1: Uh, I tried it a little bit when I first got my Xbox and I had the uh, Kinect plugged in. But right. I haven't had that plugged in in years. I don't even have a USB adapter to have it plugged into uh, my 1S. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Uh, my connect actually stopped working like a couple of months ago, so I just kind of stopped using it. Uh, I mean cuz it it wouldn't work, so I couldn't use it. Um so it depends how that kind of turns out and uh I could Timbal's podcast before like like while I was waiting for you for a bit or whatever. Uh, while I was while I was doing some bits and pieces and um chris had this concern as like you know okay another microphone on a console type of thing and i get the the uh you know hold back off that i I suppose in terms of like okay we tried this with connect it kind of works sometimes but not other times um do you think it might be more successful in like a next gen system No,
1: because at the end of the day, it's got to have some function outside of the voice control. I mean, when the Kinect came out, I mean, yeah, you could turn it on and turn it off. But, I mean, honestly, how hard is it to hit the buttons (laughs) on the controller itself? Yeah. And that was actually a troll a few people were doing when that first came out is actually changed their gamer tags to uh, Xbox turn off just so they would get like a multiplayer map. And somebody's like, oh, my gosh, this guy's uh, gamer tag is Xbox turn off. And they would shut the machine off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So, Uh, what else do we have here? See if there's any other bits and pieces. Um, Oh yeah, something about Gran Turismo. Let me read this bit here. Uh, Next, a version of Gran Turismo Sport that Sony had ported over to a PS5 dev kit, a dev kit that, on quick glance, looks like um, the Gizmo reported last week. What do you think? Have you seen the big bulky PS5 dev kit picture? I think I think most people have (laughs) seen that.
1: Yeah, it kind of looks like a sandwich with a corner cut, with a center cut out of it.
0: Yeah, I don't know why so many people freaking out, like, hey, this confirms what the PS5 looks like. Sony hasn't said that, <laughs> so, I mean, I get it, like, an image comes out, and it's like, hey, PS, uh, you know, it's associated with the PlayStation 5, and everybody kind of freaks out, but we know that's the dev kit, so I don't expect it to look like that.
1: Um, I'd actually be okay if it looked like that because it actually looks kind of cool, but there'd be no place for the disc to go. So
0: yeah, I suppose so. Uh, as long as it's not as big as because it looks pretty big. I mean, it's only it's in a a, a non-real sort of picture or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So a, as long as it's not too big. I mean, the the, the PS4 and the Slim and the in the PS4 Pro are kind of quite slim, so I'd like them to kind of stay like that as well. So. Uh anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. the uh yeah, driving on the border between the track and the dirt, uh so this is again a quote from a, a different person, not from me. I could feel both surfaces during the same thing on the same track using a DualShock 4 and a PS4. The sensation disappeared entirely, so he's saying when he used uh the PS4 controller that it didn't have the same feedback thing. It wasn't that old style rumble feedback uh, paddled in, paled in comparison, it was that there was no feedback at all. Users uh, User tests found that uh, rumble feedback was too tiring to use uh, continuously, uh, so the released version of GT Sport simply didn't use it. Um, so we talked a bit about the, the micro and stuff with the PlayStation controller. Um, what do you think in terms of future games using the Rumble feature more as, like, feedback for well, various different things? So uh,
1: That really just kind of depends on how easy or hard it is to program yeah. the specific yeah. haptics into it. Yeah. So
0: That's, that's uh, dev time as well, so, to, like, put those mm-hmm. features in. So, uh yeah, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of stuff as well. And you can, of course, if you type basically in PlayStation 5 into Google, uh, you'll be able to see it on Wired. So uh, if you want to read the full thing, which I'm not going to do because it will take us so much longer, uh, you can find out some more stuff. But, yeah, obviously the main point is, like, you know, they're talking about a couple of features here and there. Um, oh, yeah, the, the one other thing they mentioned is, are you familiar with the USB-C type port mm-hmm. thing, which is what the, the Switch actually uses? They said the controller is going to use that. I'm not sure how I feel about that because it doesn't fit and there's a ton of things I use um well, uh two things really but uh which is the xbox one controller and the uh, ps4 controller which both have the, the micro usb thing they both use the same charger so if I've, if I've like fully charged my ps4 controller and the deletes the like I've left it in, in there or whatever and my xbox one controller goes low on battery I simply just kind of swap them over are we going to get to a new point where, let's say the Xbox Scarlet controller uses it as well, That the USB-C, is everybody going to have to get USB-C uh, the wires and leads and stuff, I suppose?
1: Uh, it's hard telling. I mean, those are already out there really in the wild. Mm. The newer versions of the Google phones have a USB Type-C. My work phone is actually a Google phone, and it's Type-C.
0: Okay.
1: And so I had to get a couple extra cables. Uh, For that, you know, for, you know, when I portable charge and things like that, because you always want a little bit longer than the the stubby little two foot cord that comes with, you know, the box for your new phone, Um, you know, plus you always need a spare for this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. Um, So I already have a couple. So it's not really an issue specifically for me, but, you know, it could be a thing. But we live in the world with, uh, you know, multiple markets and Amazon and Fry's Electronics and other big-box retailers, so it's not like getting the cables are overly expensive. I mean, hell, I got a three-pack of uh, Type-C cables, and it was six bucks, so.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you the one problem I've got with this PS5 news. I don't want to, like... When I was reading through some of this Wired stuff and things like that today, it felt like I was reading about... I know this might kind of sound kind of stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. Whatever. It felt like I was reading about... Because, uh, you know, PS5 is a big deal and all that sort of thing, and it's going to be uh, obviously big for the for the gaming industry. I felt like I was kind of reading about PS5 in, like, a newspaper or something, and I was kind of thinking as I was reading about, you know, these, these, these triggers and the vibration feedback and all that kind of stuff, I don't want to read about this stuff. That's not kind of how I wanted to find out about the PlayStation 5, but... Yeah, obviously i've went and read a bunch of the stuff anyway i'd like to see now it might be because this equipment's not actually ready to be shown to public or whatever it might be that but i kind of want someone to get on a stage and show like okay this is how it works in this game and make, not not even necessarily even like a, a stage presentation have someone on like a video podcast or something like talk about this. That's that's how I'd like to find out more about PlayStation Five. Because I mean, already we've got two Wired articles uh, about all the different SSD stuff and and all the all the techie words. Um, what what do you think in terms of that? Well, I mean,
1: PS Four does have a special relationship with Wired. Now, I wouldn't say a partnership per se. It's just that's kind of their go to mm-hmm. when they want to get more of the. Uh, intricate, technical, nerdy hardware stuff with it. Um, Xbox is no different. They'll go to Digital Foundry before they go to anybody else in terms of, like, that kind of level of tech. I mean, once, like, the more specifics of that are ready to be shown, I can guarantee you Digital Foundry is going to get the first peek at that.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: But past that, I mean, there's always those people that are, like, super, super, super into the technical hardware aspects of it, and so this article is kind of for them.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, just the the going back to the beginning, just the unceremonious nature of like, here's a tweet, and like, yeah, PlayStation Five's That's really kind of just odd, that the way they've the way they've kind of gone about this. I'm not necessarily complaining. It's just we- a weird way to just do the whole thing because the PS Five is a really big deal for Sony, and I thought that they might just tackle it a bit differently. Because uh, like with Last of Us Two, you you wasn't reading about like. The release date and, and all that sort of thing and I get it as a game is it's different but like that was shown off in a presentation and they tease like hey here's the state of play I'd much rather somewhat them tweet out like okay we're going to talk about our new uh, next generation console on this day and then release, uh, release something I can watch or like listen to just in terms of that's the way I kind of want to receive that information. I have no problem with reading articles. It's just the PS5. Like, like you know, Walking Dead Renewed for Season 11. Lauren Cohen's coming back or whatever. Um, I'm fine with reading stuff like that. Because that's just like, okay, the, the show's coming back or whatever. Um, but this is like a big... This is a big console. So, I I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, uh, yeah. That's all the PS5 stuff we, we've kind of got. At least at the moment, we'll see if anything else gets just randomly tweeted out uh, over over the coming weeks days months whatever so but yeah we now know that both consoles are out um holiday 2020 so we'll see Um uh, and we'll see what ha- of course also how nintendo uh intends to adapt to this because there's no way that like if the the witcher which is what a 2015 game can just about kind of run on a switch how is something like a third party ps5 game gonna run on the switch i really see them kind of struggling with that uh what, what do you think in yeah. terms of the switch
1: oh well doom eternal comes out sometime next year we'll see how that runs on the switch that's kind of going to be a real test mm-hmm. we know um you know like you've mentioned before witcher 3 we'll just have to wait and see you know when it comes out to what happens so
0: yeah. What's that? Uh, cool I want to do two, two uh, video game question things like we've been doing the last couple of weeks and then we have one email and then we'll finish the show for today so uh, what's your favourite game series of all time everybody knows what mine is already uh, obviously this is kind of similar to uh, one of the questions from last week which was the favourite childhood video game but what's your favourite game series of all time uh, when it comes to mind.
1: probably uh, Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. just because that was kind of my formative years in gamings um you Neil, know, the original legend of zelda was like such a huge uh blockbuster and it was like kind of the proto genesis for a lot of what we consider games now it's like it was a one of the first open world games one of the first semi non-linear games i mean granted you had to go to the dungeons in a kind of specific ish order mm-hmm. but outside of that you could pretty much do whatever you want um spawn numerous sequels i mean sequels, and then basically playing the same game a few times, so... Cool. Yeah. But yeah, that would kind of have to be my go-to Well, on that one. Cool.
0: Mine's obviously Crash Bandicoot, so everybody knew that already. Uh... 44... Of course, this is the, the 50 questions thing, so we're almost at the end with this. Uh... What's more important, action or story? I would say... See, for... For a TV show, I'd probably say story, maybe, but with video games your gameplay has to be your main focus which kind of ties in more to action than it does to story but then it kind of also depends on what game you're playing because you know if you're playing uh like Blair Witch or something like you kind of know the story and that sort of thing and it's more important as to you know how well the game controls and how well it plays and stuff whereas with something like you know Uncharted, God of War, Spider-Man which have like important big characters and plot details that you have to get right and ex- execute properly. You have to do both. Um, but I would probably go more with uh, story, I think. Um, it, I, again, it depends on if how narratively focused your game actually is. But if it is narratively focused, like a, any of those kinds of games, you kind of need to focus on the story a bit. So um, what, what, what about for you? Oh,
1: I want an equal mix of both, regardless of what the game is. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, some games have pretty decent action, but there's no real story behind it, and then you just kind of get lost in the minutiae, unless the action is just extreme, kind of like the Doom series. Mm. But then you'll get uh, really, really great story games um, with almost no action to it, but if the story holds up, then, uh, you know, the action becomes irrelevant, so... Yeah.
0: Uh, Alright, the email that we have for the show, of course, uh, if you'd like to send in your emails, questions, thoughts, comments, or just get in contact with Entertainment Talk, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter Talk UK. there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Kyle says, Matt and Robert, you both have talked about Last of Us 2 and Cyberpunk 2077 being your most anticipated games. What are you most and the least excited for from both of them? Um, for me with The Last of Us, what I'm most excited for is... I mean, kind of everything. I know it's a bit of cheating, but, like, the story is interesting. It's another apocalyptic type of game, which obviously I'm very into. Uh, I really like the characters a lot. The gameplay looks like it's just evolved from the first one. Of course, I haven't played the game yet, so I can't really say that for sure. But from what we've seen and heard, it certainly, lo- it certainly sounds like it's evolved. Um, my one kind of worry with it is the The outcome from the story that everyone's kind of predicting from the trailer, if that turns out to be exactly how that is, that will be kind of disappointing. But that's really the that's really the only concern I have for that game at the moment. Of course, it comes out in February, so we might see some other stuff between now and then. But just the fact of like you know Ellie getting held down, someone gets shot, and then Dana's or Dana's just not in the trailer after that. Of course, trailers can be you know d- d- deceive you in certain ways, so there might be something else there. But if that if that turns out, out to be the exact case, I think that's going to be a bit disappointing because we've already all kind of predicted that that might be what happens. So uh, I don't know, but we'll see. What about you for Cyberpunk? What's your... Yeah, same thing.
1: Yeah, well, for Cyberpunk, I think it's just because it's such a unique world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally unlike any other world or game world there is. I mean, <gasps> excuse me. With gears there's obviously a fairly unique premise with several things, but then you can see you know some similarities with this and that, but with Cyberpunk it's just so specific that uh it's hard telling what really is gonna do with it, so mm-hmm.
0: uh anything that you're least excited for about Cyberpunk? ah. <sighs> uh
1: kind of the fan reaction and i only say that just because this game's been in development for so long and so many people have such high hopes that i think it might get to the impossible standard so
0: yeah that's a possibility so um cool all right that's what we've got for you for this episode of random gaming talk thank you very much for listening once again um Yeah, of course, we've got lots of interesting stuff happening, which is, you know, some of the stuff that I mentioned in the housekeeping. Uh, And if you didn't listen to the Walking Dead podcast this week or Geek Time Radio, um, basically me and David uh, from next week are going to be doing a preview podcast for Watchmen. Uh, If you're interested in watching, well, Watchmen, the the TV show, of course, from HBO, it's going to be on HBO. In the US and Sky Atlantic uh, in the UK. It's going to be simulcasted as well. Which means if you want to watch it at the same time as the US. You can do that. And the episode will be available you know, immediately after that. So that's going to be out as well. Uh, the podcast will be the season 1 preview. Which is obviously going to be the first episode for it. Uh, will be out. Uh, next Wednesday, so me and David are basically going to be doing The Walking Dead and Watchmen on Wednesday, so look out for both of those podcasts, Uh, Walking Dead's going to be first and then Watchmen's going to be what's recorded afterwards, so look out for that Uh, so yeah, look out for those things next week and of course everything else that we've mentioned in the podcast as well Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon we also have an Amazon affiliate link, we're also on iTunes please rate, review and subscribe to us Uh, tap the subscribe button and then tap on the star rating, that'll help us out as well um, yeah, uh, tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds, that help us helps us out as well uh, share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter and put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to uh, and video games, if you are not just play different video games me and David stream on Twitch Robert streams on Mixer uh, and look up for Let's Play Sundays and of course entertainmenttilt.org is where all the content is on uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye
1: goodbye